And so I will use my carousels as my nurture content. And so those will be really like, look, think of them as mini blog posts, have a great hook and a way to scroll through and a reason to save or share. Okay. Mm. And then I, and then for like my, so attract, nurture, sell for selling content, I spend most of my selling time in stories. And I think that's one of the biggest um, things that people are doing wrong. This is Digital Marketing. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you updated on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you'd be focused on to the kind of tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Michelle Gifford, the CEO of Michelle Gifford Creative. Uh, her handle on Instagram is I am Michelle Gifford, if you're wondering. Uh, she has uh, actually a, a awesome opinion about the changes within Instagram, which she used herself to grow from 18,000 followers just last December to 108,000 followers today. So it's a 100,000 follower gain, which is fantastic. And she helps her clients do it as well. So today we're talking about uh, what happened to Instagram and why is everybody so frustrated right now? Tell us, Michelle. All right. Well, let's dig into it because I think we all understand that Instagram has completely changed over the last three years. But if you ask someone, they would say, oh, they got reels, right? That's the big change that people are like, oh, we have reels. And so everything's changed. And what has actually changed is Instagram is becoming more of a search engine. Mm -hmm. And because that's true, we have to start creating content for the search engine. Before we were creating content, you know, for our friends or to look great and have a great feed, or as a bulletin board. It was like, this sale is coming up. This is happening. Well, because it's more of a search engine um, and because of the algorithm, can we talk about the algorithm? Is that a bad word here? Just kidding. Oh, the, no, the I, I like all the bad words. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the algorithm, you know, people are really upset with it, but the algorithm is just like, just like it is for Google or YouTube. It's a great matchmaker, right? It's trying to figure out what a person wants and then match it with that content. And that is true at YouTube. That's true with Google. That's true with all those places. But it is now true and has been for the last few years over on Instagram. And people are really frustrated by that because if that's true, then their content strategy actually has to change and people people aren't doing it. People don't like change, you know, it's uh, especially if you have something that works, like there's nothing worse in life in general. If you're like, I got this figured out, I have yeah. steady growth, everything's improving. And then all of a sudden everything breaks and you're like, oh, I got to start over again. So let's talk about that. Does everybody need to revamp their whole strategy or is it just aspects? Well, I, I think that what I like to focus on and really what changed um, my strategy is, first of all, you do actually need to niche down. I know people don't really want to, but you do. And we hear that, but you do need to on Instagram because the whole goal of Instagram and the whole algorithm is to keep people on the app, right? Because then they make more money, all the things. So if that's true, um, Instagram really wants to be able to understand what kind of content creator you are and what kind of people like your content. And if you don't niche down, then you are just like sending the algorithm on wild goose chases, right? And mm -hmm. it can't match you up with the right people. And once the algorithm, I mean, again, this happens at Google and YouTube, but once they really can figure out who you are and come to rely on you creating quality content over a specific topic, then it is much more likely to put your content in front of the right people. And then that can snowball, right? Like if you can get Instagram to understand who you are, 
and who your audience is, then it is more likely to keep pushing your content out because they you are reliably getting a good result. Oh, I love that. I love the the focusing on the niche in terms of the algorithm. Because really when I, because I, I talk about niching down all the time right. from a content right. perspective, because it's like, yeah. who cares if you're the jack of all trades, if you could get somebody who's a specialist for a special person and that's it. But it's really hard to convince people of that because they're like, well, I'm leaving all this money on the table and technically my product does serve everybody and blah, blah, blah. But if you tell them, no, this is for the algorithm, like the science right. is saying it. And then all of a sudden yeah. now they'll, their ears will pick up and now you could convince them to do what they should have done at the start, but didn't want to. Well, it's, it's <laughs> tricky, right? Because you want, like, you want social media, <clears throat> for, like, especially Instagram, to be what it was, and it's just not. And I, I really like hit against this over and over again because I have a marketing agency, and we don't do only Instagram. Like, we do email mm. and blogging and Pinterest. And so we were talking. I was talking about that in my feed a year ago. And I was like, Michelle, I've got to, I've got to take my own advice and understand, really work with the algorithm. And I was like, we're going to niche down and we're going to talk about one thing. And it's been really fascinating to see is now I'm getting more and more clients who are like, oh, I saw you on Instagram teaching about Instagram. Now tell me about email marketing. But you mm -hmm. have to be known for like one thing before you can be known for all the other things. Right. And so if you are on the fence about niching down, I had a, um, a student who I just said, Hey, you need to take your niche one step further, like one step deeper. And she did that. And that's been one of her like most high performing reels because it's suddenly she's putting like the actual keywords that people are searching for. Instagram is a search engine. So we have to use those keywords. They are, it's paying attention to what's on our reels and what's in our caption and what, what our hashtags are so that, um, because it's trying to understand who we are. Yeah. Well, I, well, and actually, the key words is I think uh, key. Uh, it's going to come yeah. up with a better word, but then it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny about you know when you think about Instagram just as an app, what it's doing is it's just transcribing your video. So it's not just the keyword that you have to use in the description and the title and the little you know callouts that you have in there, but your actual words have to include those keywords as well because it knows what you're saying and then it'll judge you accordingly. Right, exactly. And it's I, once you start accepting this, then you can start like using the algorithm instead of fighting against it, which is what most people are doing. Yeah, well, and that's, uh, yeah, it's just human nature. Like, no, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do dumb no. things instead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use a hammer to cut my loaf of bread, right? I do so what I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's get into the keywords, though, because I think for the keywords and niching, and a lot of people just, you know, flood their whole description with like a thousand keywords and, and there's nothing really targeted. Is that a bad practice to say I use 50 hashtags just because some of them might hit or should I? focus on a narrower band that fits the keyword better so first of all you can't use 50 hashtags they won't let you you can use oh, 30 <laughs> 30 <laughs> so um actually this is an interesting thing because i recently was on a call with instagram i mean people at instagram and one of the things i asked them i was like okay tell me about hashtags because there's two differing things that are happening um, with hashtags is that instagram came out about a year ago and said only use three to eight hashtags Okay. But then later media, which is like an app that um, like will publish your Instagram for you. Anyway, they did a big study and they said that their accounts that were posting more hashtags were doing better. So I said, listen, tell me what this is. And really it came down to, he said three to eight is Instagram's recommendation because 
um, because a lot of people are spamming hashtags. So if you put um, like digital marketer and then your next hashtag was dig- digital marketers and, you know, you just uh, like added an S to it, Instagram algorithm is smart enough to pluralize, you know, add an S to your thing. You mm-hmm. don't have to do that. And so if you're adding all of these like really random or like really just different iterations of one hashtag, you don't need to do that because, and it can set off the like, Hey, this is just spam hashtags for Instagram. So they said three to eight because he really, you really want niche specific hashtag that um, have, that are really correlated to the content that you're creating. So if you're creating about Instagram, don't just slide in email marketing because they don't match up and the algorithm is trying to figure it out. But then I asked because I am Michelle, but I said, Hey, if I'm really, um, if I'm really strategic about the hashtags that I create so that I make sure that they're not huge hashtags. So I like to keep my hashtags under a million uses. You know, you can check how many times they've been used. Um, And so if you're not using like those big hashtags that everyone uses and you're um, niche specific, content specific, and um, you're using really great hashtags that aren't overused. I was like, what if I, because I'm seeing better traction with that sometimes. And he's like, yeah, it's if you're doing you know, if you're using your content the right way and the hashtags right, then yeah, you could add more than three to eight. But a lot of people are just like stuffing with keywords, basically, you know, stuffing keywords in there. And that's not effective. Wow. That, that's huge advice there. So three to eight keywords, uh, keep the keyword, or I keep saying keywords, hashtags, uh, yeah. super relevant. Uh, yeah. You don't need to use variations. So you could do, you know, one form of it. Now in that regard, the variations, if I use a term that say digital marketing and then online marketing, is that the same? That's different. Yeah. That's, it's, different. that's different. It's just like, if you're like doing the same words, but you're adding an S or, you know, oh, okay. like so just, uh, you're just like suffix yeah. and prefix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to do that. It understands it. Um, but hashtags, are really important, but so there's different parts of your content that Instagram is looking for keywords. So the caption is one of them and and the um, hashtags need to be in the caption because Instagram is not looking at our um, at our comments for keywords mm. because that would be crazy, right? You could have some crazy person. I mean, I do, right? All the time. <laughs> Don't put those keywords in Trolls, my yeah. So your, um, your caption is you need to put keywords in there and it's just like a a blog post, right? Like you want it to be not like a robot. You don't want to just stuff keywords in there, but use keywords naturally. And then you can put your hashtags at the bottom Um, for your reels. You can, you can now add topics. So they're called, but you can add like um, different to your reels. So that's another way to categorize it. And then the words that you're actually putting on your carousel posts or your reels that you should, you should think about um, keywords there as well. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So, so every aspect of text you should include or think about yeah, at least what, about it. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Now, when you do the, you know, say you're doing, um, the closed captions, um, is that, I mean, I guess that's just more words. Should you always do closed captions? That's actually just a separate question. Yeah, I do because I think it's, this statistic is not on the nose yet, but it's like about 76% of people are using Instagram with a sound off. Like there's wow, it's a huge 76. majority are doing it. Yeah. Wow. It's big. It might be like 80. I, I need to get that wow. uh, statistic, but most of the people are using it with a sound off. So that's more like when I'm creating content, I'm thinking, how is my person 
um, how are they consuming this content and how am I notifying the algorithm like what this content is about? So if I'm creating content from those two perspectives, then I'm going to do really great, right? Because I'm like, oh, this person is probably in a carpool line and doesn't want their kids to know that they're watching Instagram, right? So great, closed captions. I'm going to put those on and make sure. So for sure, do it in stories. Most of stories are not viewed with sound on. Mm. So those kind of things, like just make it, if you're thinking about the user and and think about how you use Instagram or your friend or whatever, and think, oh, well, yeah, I, I skipped through posts that don't have closed captioning or any like text on the screen, right? Hmm. Well, I think that's uh, that's enough text talk. <laughs> A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, this is talking about text. Uh, let's talk about the, the reels versus carousels versus photos uh, debate. I mean, do, do you have like a percentage breakdown that you like to use or is it based on the content or how do you decide what media? Sure. So um, I, if I am trying to grow, I am going to use more reels than other posts. And the reason is reels has its own algorithm. So the difference with the algorithm is that um, the main difference is the Reels algorithm is putting your content in front of people that you don't, that don't follow you. So it is actively, like they've said, this is, we're putting this content in front of people who don't follow you. That's part of like the thing Instagram has told us about the Reels algorithm. And so I just have a much higher chance of getting seen by more people if I'm doing Reels. Now, one of the things, my Reels started going viral in December and we have consistent viral Reels throughout, but um, it took me longer. It was one of my goals to get my carousel posts, which are the, you know, rotating Mm -hmm. to go viral as well. And it took me some months to get there, but now they're consistently growing viral and they're, they're good in different ways. So I look at... Um, I look at the content I create as like a content funnel. I mean, this isn't um, like, right. You attract, nurture, sell. So different pieces of content do different things. Mm -hmm. So reels are really good for attraction. This is a generalization, but this is how I build my strategy. So reels are really good for attraction because they're being seen in front of more people than following. Now, when I come, if I only do attraction reels and people come to my account, they might not want to stick around because, oh, great. Michelle was, you know, sharing a trending audio or whatever. And I don't want to be the trending audio girl. Right. And so I will use my carousels as my nurture content. And so those will be really like, look, think of them as mini blog posts, have a great hook and a way to scroll through and a reason to save or share. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I, and then for like my, so attract, nurture, sell for selling content, I spend most of my selling time in stories. And I think that's one of the biggest, um, things that people are doing wrong is they're constantly selling on their feed when the purpose of our feed is for is to attract new people and to nurture our audience and you know people don't want they don't like commercials we don't even know what those are anymore right we skip them so um but if you are in your stories those are the people who are really already connected to you and um are ready to ready to buy so yes every once in a while like if, when i'm launching my big programs or whatever i will do a post in my feed but for the most part i'm using my feed as that attraction nurture content oh i love that that's a great way to break it down because usually it's like well this type of content is a real and this type of content is a carousel yeah. but actually look in the funnel like the actual system that's going to lead yeah. to you making money uh much better way and, and using that real trick where it's like hey we're putting the real on everybody's feed and so this is much more likely to be seen uh is a genius way to do it and then you're right about stories where nobody who's never seen you before is going to be like there's a random person on stories here you go <laughs> 
I hate to interrupt our podcast, but I have an announcement about digital marketers content certification. Content without a content marketing strategy is an expensive mistake, but it's one that most businesses are making. When it comes to content marketing, all content should be created with a clear purpose to move a customer or potential customer along the customer value journey. That's why you need Digital Marketers Content Mastery Certification. You'll learn how to leverage a complete content system to strategize, create, and distribute content that just plain works. When you become a certified content marketing strategist, you'll master the craft of systematically creating and promoting content that drives noticeable revenue for any business, and you'll get a badge to prove it. Learn more right now at digitalmarketer.com slash content cert. Well, and the algorithm actually doesn't like the algorithm with stories is like, it doesn't put your content in front of people who don't follow you. Like it doesn't doesn't get stories. So, so that's also like just knowing the different, there's so many different parts of Instagram and it's actually like, I think it's worth figuring out because Instagram is one of the most personal, like, and powerful, um, social media platforms out there. Like I know TikTok has, you know, you can get in front of a ton of people, but if you want that personal connection, no one touches Instagram stories. No one. Oh, no. Well, and it's geared towards sales and linking and right. a whole bunch of other things where, you know, because I I've had lots of meetings with TikTok too. And they're always kind of pointing like, oh yeah, we could do that too. And I'm like, but you don't. And nobody looks at TikTok like that because your content's well, too can't. good. <laughs> They can't because be, yeah. they can't because their feed and their algorithm is different because you're not getting you're not really get getting embedded like with a few content creators. Mm. They're just trying to keep you right. Like their their um, for you page aren't necessarily people you follow. It's just p- content that you're going to like. And so so Instagram is different because you're really building that relationship with with a follower. Whereas TikTok, you're just seeing, you're just, I mean, you're hoping and praying that they follow you and that they come back and that they recognize you. And so, yes, it's, TikTok's great for exposure, but for that real personal connection, Instagram's where where it's at. Well, and, and don't quote me on this, but I heard it, I swear it was somebody I talked to at TikTok that said, when somebody follows you, you'll actually show up in their feed less <laughs> than when, oh. <laughs> so it's even better than that because it's yeah. like, no, we right. want to get more people, more followers and actually yeah. makes sense from their perspective, but from a marketing perspective, it's it's terrible. So no, yeah. I love that, that Instagram is where you build relationships, nurture those relationships, and then have the ability to actually send them to something that could actually lead to money. Uh, now for the real specifically, um, uh, what tips do you have in terms of, since it is awareness play, like what content length seems to be good, uh, the trending sounds, does that make a difference? Does music make a difference? Should I be dancing around like crazy? Like what? what's... Uh, yeah, you should be you dancing. <laughs> should be dancing. Oh, sorry. I was thinking TikTok. <laughs> uh, you don't have to dance. You don't have to dance. But if you feel it, I mean, dance it. That's what it. I say. Uh, but for in for reels, um, the seven, if you want like the easiest way to do it, the seven second videos are the easiest thing that you can do. You can take B-roll, which are just like, you know, you at your computer or you filming a podcast, right? And then you do, you use a trending audio, a really great hook, and then you deliver some really great information and, and have more in the caption. So the reason why more in the caption is really great or in the, yeah, the caption is that when you're reading the caption, your reel is playing over and over and over again. So if, so then that increases your watch time, right? Which Instagram is keeping track of watch time on reels. And so that's going into the algorithm too. Um, So, so that's, that's really the easiest one. Um, 
to create because you can just use like video that you already have or, you know, just set up your camera and create like a couple of shots. And then, um, I mean, that's the easiest if if you want to go for it. And it also depends on your strategy. You know, like if you're going to be the talking head person, awesome. But a lot of people really get nervous about that, about creating video, you know, and being that video personality. It takes some time to be it's like smart. we are. That's a little crazy. I don't know. So it takes some time to do that. Um, so these are the easiest uh, to get started um, and can be really be specialized depending on your niche, right? Like if you're a DIY or, you know, you could just video you doing that. If you're a painter, you can, you know, video your process and those things. Well, and that, I think that leads back to the whole start of the conversation, which was niching. Like the niching actually makes yeah. the content creation a thousand times easier because you could see exactly what's expected from a guy who does woodworking or right. somebody who does marketing or somebody who's selling something online. Like it's all super obvious at that point versus, you know, because what people people typically do and, and people advise this too, where it's like, hey, you don't know your niche, make a hundred pieces of content and see how it goes. And then you could decide what to do from there. Problem is that a hundred's a big number, like one's a big yeah. number for some yeah. people. So, you know, I think if you start there, just look at what people in your niche, because there's, just look up the hashtag or just start following people and you'll find out like, here you go. Here's what you can try. Now, in that regards, when people are going through that kind of like, okay, I want to, I'm serious about getting a niche. I understand you do reels and carousels and all the other aspects. Um, how should they start to research, uh, you know, other people that are in the space or do you recommend not doing that and coming up with original content first? Or what's, what's your advice on the, the actual creating the stuff? Oh, I definitely think you do research because is it Tony Robbins said that that said um, success leaves clues. Oh. So I like going and and researching the things in the nation. Of course, you don't want to copy, but it is ridiculous to if you've never been a content creator to think that you are just going to naturally be really good at it. So when I go look at another um, content creator and I'm doing these for my clients because I, I, I want to know who is doing this really well right now and how is their content looking right now? And so when you find those, I look and I say, okay, how are they doing talking head? Are they just doing those seven second videos? Are they using trending audio? Um, how are their, how are their interactions, right? Like, are they getting comments? Are you getting likes? Um, are you getting shares? Um, so I'm paying attention to also editing style. Like, are they mm. doing some quick edits? Are they doing, are they, I mean, really, if you can change the view every two to three seconds, that is going to be really good for you because, oh, wow. I mean, yeah, like this is even if you watch in movies, even like I've, I've done it with commercials. If you watch a commercial it'll count one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000, and about three, 1,000, the view changes. And that's because psychologically that's better, right? You're losing attention. You have to change your angle. You've got to change your view. You've got to change something. And so you'll notice that that those reels are going to do better um, because they're keeping people's attention. And if people are sticking on, then your algorithm says, oh, my gosh, this is a great reel. People are watching until the end and then they'll push your content out further. Oh, that's a huge tip. It's funny because I am so lazy. If you look at my feed, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know I should cut this up and I know I should do it right. But then I'm like, I, I'm not going to post anything if I do that. But yeah, I've seen people do it. And actually, I know the trick and I've seen people do it. And I'm like, I'm going to pay attention to how often he changes his view and see if it annoys me. And it doesn't even annoy me. And I know exactly what he's doing. It actually yeah. it does. It just keeps your attention. So 
and there, the there's work. apps. There's going to be apps that like um, caption is an app I use that adds the captions and it also will cut down the dead space. Ooh, so, okay. and so like it just automatically do it. So AI isn't all bad, my friends. You're going to use it to edit things a lot faster. It, that does help a ton. And it's, well, and even from like the, if you have to pull clips, like I use a video, you know, if you take like a long form piece of content, it'll pull out like 30 second clips. Yeah. And right. that's super helpful too. But you know, if you're going to get serious, then get serious, do it right. Like see how long it takes to take, you know, do one of these videos and how, you know, once you're good at it, it could be a lot faster. And that regards when you do say you're doing your 30 second awareness clip, you're doing the multiple angles and you're editing the whole thing. How long is that entire process from like start to finish well if it's your first time it might take an hour like I, <laughs> half sorry, a day. But like, <laughs> like that's okay and you're not weird if it does I have students that are like oh my gosh that took me longer and I was like yeah that was your first time get over it <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the this is maybe this just is a down and dirty tip but I will just record in my stories and every about five two to five seconds I will just like stop the story save it and then change my angle so mm. it's not even like, so then it's all in different clips. Oh, they just grab you know? them all. And then you can just upload it. And if you have an assistant, they can do it really quickly. Uh, but that, but, you know, there's ways to do it. I like recording it in stories um, just because I think the camera, the reversing face of camera is a little better. Oh. Um, and anyway, I just like that better because uh, it mirrors is why. But anyway, and so, but that's just an easy way to do it and to keep editing down, you know, you can just them and it's easy and you, and you get better and better uh, the more you do yeah. it and you're gonna have to do it a ton if you're gonna make it because it's uh that's part of the process get you over know, it you'll, you'll be good you'll, you'll be fine. uh all right so now kpis now i know you mentioned comments likes and and saves which a lot of people don't mention but in our uh certification for social i told you about rudy moore he actually said that that's his top metric is saves which you can't even see publicly but internally you could see it for you what do you think is the kind of like top level kpis that you use to track whether content's good or not so uh i'm going to go back to this because there's different ones dependent on my goals so mm. sometimes i do a community post and the thing i'm looking for is comments because i want my community to be like interacting engaging with me um, but if it's a reel or, you know, it's an attraction that like a carousel, so carousels, um, like save and shares mm. are huge. And that is also telling the algorithm, right. That, oh my gosh, this is so good that someone needs to know about it. Um, and so then with my reels, depending on if it's a, if it's an attraction piece of content, then I'm looking at how many followers did it get, you know, and how many views did it get? And are people commenting? So it really depends on the type of content I'm creating and the goal behind each one. But so each of those KPIs can tell us different things, right? Um, but just knowing that your content, I mean, Instagram is a free platform <laughs> that you can, like that you can attract millions of followers for $0, but a lot of effort. And you, um, and so we need to start being a lot more strategic about it, right? And just like, instead of just like, well, I'm just going to post this reel because I, because I'm going to, because I'm going on a trip. Well, no, like why? Why does that matter? You know? Um, and then then it can be that generating platform that we want it to be. I love that. Well, it's funny about trips too, because I think the most consistent I've ever been on social media is when I'm like, okay, I'm going to be gone for a week. So I'm going to shoot yeah. 10 clips. And then, and I shot them all. Actually, my whole TikTok, I think half of my TikTok feed was actually shot in one day because I was like, I'm going to be yeah. good. And then I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I will tell you that consistency is a big deal oh, because yeah. remember, yeah. we're telling the algorithm that we are going to show up for them, but it's okay. I, I get it. Content creation. This guy's a flake every other month. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll just factor that in and be like, oh, we'll come back. Factor. We'll check on you. <laughs> September is going to be a great month for him because <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's like, he's motivated. I could tell in his last video. I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> now, for that, there's a last question because I, I think we'll definitely have to have you back on. Uh, you know, we can cover, I think, all of these topics in a lot more detail. So yeah. we'll talk about that. Uh, but last question for this podcast uh, in terms of the frequency. How often should people be posting in order to get the algorithm thinking that they're a consistent creator? So I would choose what you can do. What can you do right now? So get really good. If you can do three posts a week, cool. Do that and get really good at it and then start doing more. Now, if you really want to grow fast, sorry, you're going to have to post more because and and if you're already this, there are people out there that are posting less and attracting more followers. That's a thing. But let me tell you what's different about them than most other people. It's that they're already excellent content creators who know how to create content and know their audience so well that they can create a piece of content and know exactly how that's going to hit. For most people on Instagram, they're not great content creators yet because they haven't done it very much. And they also don't know their audience well enough to know exactly what their audience wants. So if you want to go faster, create more content, and I mean, make it smart content, like look at analytics at the end, you know, see what's working and adjust, you know, and try to get better at your video editing and the captions and the keywords. It's so overwhelming. I just want you to start. So just know that that's actually the answer. Um, but I do. So I want you to decide what you can do and then stick to that and then start adding more as you um, as you go. And then if you want to go faster, grow faster, start creating more content, force yourself to be a good content creator, because that is going to be key to your business going forward. Oh, I love that. Well, I love the first tip, especially because I think a lot of people say it's like, well, you should be posting once a day, or you should be posting twice a day, yeah. or blah, blah, blah. And just saying like, no, none of that matters, because what will happen is you'll, you'll be really good for a week, and yeah. then you won't. And then now you've broken the point, <laughs> which is consistent. Well, yeah. I talked to, I mean, that's one of the things I asked Instagram. It's like I was talking to the algorithm <laughs> or something. Like, but someone from Instagram and and I just was like, tell me about like that, right? How many times? And he's and they said it's more important to be consistent than to post 20 a day. He's like, you know, like so choose what you can do and um and then commit to it and do not, I mean, you know, as entrepreneurs, it's it's really up to us if we're going to succeed. And that's great and terrible at the same time. <laughs> There's so many options. <laughs> and so, but if you commit to showing up and really learning this platform, it can be business changing. Oh, I, I, I'm a hundred percent sure of that. Well, and, and Instagram is actually one of the friendlier platforms just for creation yeah. in general. I think in terms of like, okay, how long it's going to take, how many steps are there, what are the tools like? I, I think Instagram is probably... Uh, maybe even my favorite, you know, in terms of yeah. the stuff, because even because I love TikTok and I say that all the time, but it's like when you go to, to TikTok, even using the filters is kind of a pain in the butt. And if you forget the filter name, you are not finding that filter again because <laughs> searching the filters is a pain in the butt. But yeah, Instagram seems to have it down and and there's it's been around for a while. I think it's a mature platform at this point. And so they've learned a lot of lessons and the algorithm is not going to just 
bounce around like crazy most right. of the time. Most of the time. I'm not saying that hasn't happened, okay? <laughs> I was gonna say, like, okay. I, I know a couple times it happened. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I think all the tips have been really practical, really uh, implementable. That's a terrible word for that. Uh, executable? Like executable, yeah. that's better. Yeah, I like that better. Sure. <laughs> I'll cut that last part. I probably won't. I'm lazy with that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this has been great. And I think uh, definitely have to have you back on. Maybe we'll get some articles in there, maybe even some speaking gigs. Uh, but we're always looking for Instagram people. And I think you you are brave for coming out and saying, this is the way we do Instagram. And I don't care that it changed. And you're just staying up with the times and trends. I think that's uh, very admirable. So with that <laughs> said, uh, where could people learn more about you and what you do? Yeah, come hang out with me on Instagram. It's so fun there. So you can come to I am Michelle Gifford. You can find me iammichellegifford.com or anywhere. I am Michelle Gifford. Um, and yep, we'd love to teach you how to do Instagram or we'll do it for you. There you go. Well, and I love that you you practice what you preach. So if you want to see what Michelle does and how she does it, just follow her Instagram and then you'll just see it all the time and you'll be great. Every day. So, <laughs> every single day. Well, not at first, though. You could do it three times a week at first. There you go. All right. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. I really appreciate your time. And thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who's clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarketer.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketer. Digital Marketer.